If your pet's unwell, then making the decision to run a certain test, diagnostic test, or have a procedure carried out can be really difficult, especially if there's a chance that that could actually cause your pet harm. And that's the challenge faced in today's question, because the last thing we want to do when we're trying to make a diagnosis is actually kill our patient. Welcome to the Call the Vet Show, the podcast that helps keep your furry family as healthy as possible so they can live the full and happy life they deserve. And here's your host, veterinarian, Dr. Alex Avery. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Call the Vet Show. If you've not met before, then my name is Dr. Alex and I'm here to help you and your pet live a healthier, happier life. So if that's something you're interested in and you're not already subscribed, then make sure you hit that subscribe button in whatever app you're listening to this podcast on. I'm really happy that you're here. And we've got another fantastic question today because it does raise some really interesting challenges and interesting discussions about where we go when it comes to getting our pet the best treatment possible. Because we can't always do the gold standard, the absolute ideal treatment, the absolutely ideal diagnostic options, because it may be that it's not available to us where we live. It may be that the expertise aren't available. It may be that it's too expensive and it's outside our budget, but it also so might be that actually the best option may be too detrimental. It may be too risky for our pet. And like I said in the intro, the last thing we want to do is to kill our patient by trying to find the diagnosis of what they're suffering from. So without further ado, let's get into today's question, which was sent in by Laura. My cat was about five to seven years old, started having a little difficulty kind of breathing and for the past week, um, trying to cough up a hairball, it sounded like, but he wasn't coughing up anything. Um, then he started actually kind of having trouble breathing. So we brought him in. They did an x-ray and found that his heart was enlarged, um, maybe some pulmonary hypertension, some um, infiltrates into his lungs. And they were telling us that they recommend getting a echo done on him but the nearest echo is five hours away and that they didn't know if the stress of a drive would be what does him in so my question is is it even worth to get the echo done um should i just treat is it okay for the vet just to treat him as heart failure like lasix or something like that just to give him somewhat of a quality of life or go ahead and get the ultrasound or the echo to see If there's any kind of treatment that you can do for him, I don't know what you can do for an animal versus like what we do for humans. So that is my question. So that's a great question, Laura. And yeah, I'm sorry to hear that your cat's been struggling like uh, they have. And you've got some great questions and some perfectly understandable questions. So I guess the first thing we need to think about is actually making that specific diagnosis and yes I do think that is important because although there's some indication that there could be a heart problem there in your cat is not by any means a certainty certainly from uh, the information that you left in your in your message so heart failure or an enlargement of the heart is actually quite a common problem in cats and it can affect actually about one in seven cats so that's 15 percent of cats males are predisposed and then certain breeds breeds are predisposed as well so ragdolls and maine coons it's also the most common cause of sudden death in cats so that's something to bear in mind as well but because 
enlargement of the heart can be present in that high a number of cats that alone doesn't mean that because it's present your cat is actually in heart failure and it's responsible for the problems that you've you've seen in your cat with the the breathing and the the kind of the coughing or the the retching and vomiting so i think it's really important that we do make that diagnosis because the alternative from the description it could be that there's fluid building up in your cat's lungs from heart failure but it also could be something like asthma which is also a reasonably common problem in cats it's going to depend on their environment as well um, and also it's something that typically develops at but kind of about five years of age so that's about the age that your cat is as well so that's really going to be the big benefit of having uh, an echo cardiogram so that's an ultrasound scan of the heart it's going to help make that diagnosis but it's not the only way to make that diagnosis either there are other tests that we can do and we can try and piece the puzzles together in a different way so a couple of other tests maybe to to talk to your vet about or to consider uh, is a blood test which tests something called pro bmp um, or cardio pet pro bmp it's got several different names the the actual test but what that does is it measures something in the blood uh, that is a mark of stress and stretch of the muscle of the heart so it's specific to the muscle of the heart and if the heart is really struggling if it's suffered a lot of damage there's a lot of stretch going on then those levels are going to be really really high and that's going to confirm the fact that there is significant heart disease present and so increase the likelihood that the heart is causing the problems now the difficulty with this test is that if we get a low result conversely a very low result that's going to completely rule out heart disease which is great but there is a bit of a gray area kind of in the middle of those tests so sometimes it will come back as inconclusive so it's not a guarantee of a positive result there now another test that we can do i mean your vet may be comfortable performing is something called a bronchoalveolar lavage and what that is it's something that's carried out under anesthetic um, and a tube is passed down into the lungs this can be done blind it doesn't need to be done with uh, an endoscope with a camera um, you can pass a tube down you flush a little bit of water into the lungs and then you suck that straight back up and that's a way that we can obtain cells uh, a, a sample from within the lung itself so if there's an asthma then we're going to get certain we're going to see certain cells and certain changes that's going to be different to if we're dealing with a condition of heart disease so that's another way we can do it now clearly that is an anesthetic and that does carry a risk especially in an animal with potential heart failure so that's something to consider as well and it depends on how stable your cat is about whether that's going to be an appropriate test to carry out or not so i hope that gives you some idea with regards diagnosis and what the the next step might be and, and whether that echo is worth it ideally you know it would be performed but I understand you know five hours is a long time in a car for a cat who's going to get stressed and you're absolutely right if we're stressing out cats that are really on the brink then it can have really quite serious consequences that can ultimately be fatal so it's not a decision to be made lightly and certainly we should you should be discussing all of these options with your vet now when it comes to actually treating heart failure in cats the, the the options unfortunately are not fantastic and the prognosis for this disease in cats is really not as good as it would be in dogs for example or you know presumably people as well so the life expectancy of a cat once they're in heart failure is about 12 months of age 6 to 12 months maybe 18 months for some um, and we're quite limited with the drugs that actually make a really significant difference so there's kind of three big 
drugs, if you like, that are potentially appropriate. So the first one is Lasix. So that's fruzamide or furosemide if you're in the States. Uh, and that is a diuretic. It helps reduce the buildup of fluid um, either within the lungs or within the chest, um, which we call a pleural effusion. Uh, and yeah, that helps kind of control some of the signs of heart failure that, that ultimately lead to a cat's pretty much drowning in the fluid that gets produced in their chest um so fruzamide is a big treatment the one that definitely has a big important place now the other risk that we get in a cat with heart failure is they get something called a thrombus or a thromboembolism so they get an actual blood clot within the heart that then breaks off and it blocks the veins um, sorry it blocks the arteries going to the back legs is the normal place it can go to front legs it can go to other places but the most common place is it actually blocks the blood going to one or both back legs which is incredibly painful because that limb loses all its blood supply so it's very very painful your cat will be screaming very often they'll be paralyzed in normally both back legs um, you'll maybe feel them and they'll be cold and they'll need to go to the vet as an emergency and that's something that the prognosis is not fantastic once that happens euthanasia is is commonly what happens so another benefit of the echo that i didn't mention is if you the echo will be able to see whether there are little clots forming in the heart and therefore your cat should start on a treatment to reduce the risk of those developing and progressing to form this horrible thromboembolism and that drug is called clopidogrel now it's certainly possible to start that clopidogrel without having that echo scan but it may be that it's completely inappropriate for your cat they don't need it now it's not likely to cause any kinds of problems at all if you're giving it unnecessarily but cats being cats they don't like being pilled uh, it can be really challenging it's not the 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 nicest tasting medication it's a human medication so it's not been formulated we don't have a, a cat formulation yet or certainly i'm not aware of one where i am it may be in the states that there is a more cat friendly version but equally it's a it's a medication and you know cats don't like it it stresses them out it stresses us out and if it's in if it's not needed then we could be giving it unnecessarily but equally if it is needed it has a massive effect to reduce the risk of this clot formation so it is an important drug so that's another potential benefit for having an echo scan as well um, and then the third drug that we can use um, is something called pima bendan um, now this is a drug that causes the heart to contract um, more effectively more strongly the heart to work as a more efficient pump effectively it's good for the majority of cats in heart failure, but not all of them. And actually, in some types of heart failure, uh, it can be detrimental um, and can shorten their life. So there's a risk there. That's the minority of cats. But without that echo scan, you're not going to know whether your cat falls into that minority where it could actually be really harmful and could hasten their death, unfortunately. So you know i think that's something that we need to think about as discussions to have with your vets because the i guess the the alternative as well is that your cat could have asthma and then that can need completely different treatment with steroids um inhalers there's various different treatment options there and actually the prognosis for that is much much better uh most of them we can successfully control we can successfully manage and we can reduce the risk of that disease really impacting their life so reaching that diagnosis in my mind really is very very important because the two diseases need really completely different treatments and carry very differing prognosis 
isn't echo the be all and end all no there are these other options but in an ideal world it would definitely be something that we did consider strongly So I hope that helps, Laura. I hope it helps answer some of your questions and maybe gives you something to talk to your vet about because clearly these decisions, they're going to need to be based on your cat's specific presentation, how they're getting on, maybe how they've responded to any medication that has already been dispensed by your vet, whether that's helped them to improve or not. I've also got some more information over on the website about heart failure in cats and I'll leave links in the show notes uh, for you to check those out if you're interested at all but really that's it from me if you've got a question like laura then you can get yours answered just like this over at callthevet.org and until next time i'm dr alex this is the call the vet show take care thanks for listening to call the vet for full show notes and any links mentioned in today's show head over to callthevet.org where you can also submit your question to be featured on an upcoming episode We'll see you next time.